Normal. Oh, God. I got some problems. Uh, boy, the problems are back. Anyway, I'd, I'd introduce this, this episode. We did a whole long five-minute intro. Very charismatic. Perfectly professional. Super interesting. Would have gone viral. Then, you know, whatever's happening with the storage on my uh, Mac, I need to uh, clean up my uh, my tabs, close my, uh, my my clicks, and and make the audio. Um, I I don't know. I'm bad at uh, technology, and 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 I've been stacking too many podcasts on top of each other, and maybe I need to clean my system, clear out, flush out the junk. My name is Bob Morrissey. This is The Healing Club. I hope this recording survives and doesn't have um, glitchy technical issues like the last one. Anyway, I got uh, Will Loden on the podcast. He, um, We had a great time. We had a good time. It was, uh, it was a fun fun day. You know, We were recording uh, voices and ideas, thoughts, interests, and beliefs, and aspirations, and attitudes were exchanged we had uh, a, a funny back and forth to and fro fiddle faddle um what more can you say i don't i guess it's will loden he's loud i'm loud i can be loud and uh and and we had a we 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 we, we did it we did a talking we we got some talking and and if you want to listen you might like it it's 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 what I do is talk to my friends. This is one of my uh, friends from uh, comedy that I've known for years and years. I had Thanksgiving dinner at his uh, parents' house one year after you know I had nowhere to go on Thanksgiving. I went to I went to Will's house. So you know that's he, he's uh, he's he's a, he's a loving gentle giant, Mister Will Loden, super funny, and uh, we just we just have a little silly up and down here and there all over the place conversation uh the healing club with bob morrissey guest will loden okay it's the <laughs> healing club it's such a uh such a tender uh soft bellied um get them out get the fat jokes out really <laughs> soft bellied big titted <laughs> Nipples pointed down. Yeah. Soft, like a soft blanket around your heart. Uh-huh. It'll um, warm your spirits and, and calm your soul. That's that's always the key. It's yeah. good soul calming. That's that's, and and it's Will Loden here. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a tender-hearted fool. Yep. He's a stupid shithead. Yep. He's a fucking asshole. Yep. He's a moron. Yep. I hate him. Yep. Uh, Fucking, I don't know. You got the. Uh, I I haven't looked at the um, Silly Hats podcast video yet. I'm a little afraid to see myself on camera because I'm so hungover fi- that day. <laughs> and also, I'm like maybe 15 pounds heavier than I want to be. Yeah, I feel and, that. Uh, <laughs> I feel that 100. percent I'm about 100 pounds heavier than than the doctors prescribe. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I. I keep getting these photos from people for here. I took some pictures of you doing stand up, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't see that. Especially when you're feeling uncomfortable on stage and your chin just kind of <laughs> disappears into your neck when you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
So I, I this, <laughs> <laughs> this 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 usually goes better. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if that was an endearing thing or an ugly thing, but I guess now I know it's just ugly. I think it's endearing. <laughs> okay. Others may not. Oh uh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's mostly you, Bob. Mm, Bob, you are you are you are beloved. I'm in the, 42. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna be 43 in July. Yeah. It's like, um, hello. Yeah. It's <laughs> ring, like, ring. Uh, hello. The rotary phone called, and I, it wants its years back. Yeah, I want to be famous already. Come on. <laughs> I'm, uh, tick, tick. Yeah. See, I have this idea that I'm going to be an old blues man of comedy. Maybe it's just because I've watched too many blues documentaries where they're like, they didn't discover it. He was working on a farm in Cottonelia, Mississippi when they found out that after three strokes, his dick jokes were pretty good. Mm. And then they'll just wheel me out on stage toothless and I'll talk about eating pussy for the rest of my life. Like Andy Huggins. Yep. <laughs> Actually, Andy's coming out with a special sin. Yeah. He doesn't just talk about eating pussy. I, I I could never imagine. Dude, if Andy Huggins had a good pussy eating bit, I would uh, I would laugh my tits off every yeah, time. He doesn't really go too dirty. No. 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 He's a real 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 stand up guy. Just set up punchlines. The word fuck. Yeah, yeah. He definitely he definitely <laughs> does. And he, he he knows like like four new terms. For like, YOLO. Like, he does YOLO. He talks. He does twerk. He says twerk, uh -huh. which which kills all the twenty year olds, uh, yeah. all the TikTokers. Where he says he's twerking. Yeah. Yep. 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 And mm, uh, yeah, good for him. I, I I just I hope he makes it. He makes it to July to record his special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's been losing quite a bit of weight. Uh, I've noticed that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Moon Towers this week. He's doing that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Moon Tower Comedy Festival? I have not. No, I. Uh, I'm a, a dickhead. I have I have a problem with Austin just because like I I lived in Memphis and then I moved back to Houston and so I've always had a bone to pick with the cooler city in the state. You know, like like if, whether it's Nashville or Austin, I'm like man, fuck them. They're not they're not as cool as they think they are. Nashville. I yeah. I. I Smashville, yeah, pussy. Yeah. I used to visit Nashville when I was in the army. I was I was stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, yep. and it was about an hour drive north or south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was I would just go there on the weekends and look at record stores there, and then drive back. Yep. And That's... I, I had no friends out there. <laughs> I had no reason to go. I went to a, a movie out there once. I went to see the movie Narc with yeah. uh, Ray Liotta and Jason Patrick. Mm-hmm. And there were like five people in the audience, and I walked out of the theater, and somebody recognized a celebrity, and was like, "You're John Prine, aren't you?" And then uh, I didn't even know who John Prine was, and I was like, "Can I have your autograph? I'm in the army." And, and he was like, "Thank you for your service." Yeah, and then I got John Prine's autograph, autograph, and I lost it. Damn, so, damn, I love John Prine. Isn't that a great story. R. Yeah, it's, 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 it, 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 it follows the full narrative arc of you know uh, call to action. I was bored in the army, and yeah. then and then there's conflict. I didn't know who John Prine was, but there's a beautiful resolution yeah. that you uh, you just got his autograph, and then, then I started listening to. I bought a John Prine CD, and yeah. then I started listening to John Prine. Yeah, not a lot. Right. Really, I know he just died last year. Right. I want to say I was a huge fan, but you know, yeah. I was I was a 
I like him. Yeah, I, I, list, I like that song "Hello" in there. "Hello's" a great song. Uh, Daddy's little pumpkin is a good song. Uh, he does a cover of "Make Me an Angel" with uh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, the same lady that he did "In Spite of Ourselves" with. That is uh, fantastic. She has like a little squeaky yeah. voice. Same thing song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and he did a, uh, a a record with Kurt Vile, uh, uh, who's also a great singer yeah and uh, uh yeah yeah so i know music yeah it's yeah pretty good music's cool dude yeah. <laughs> it's cool i'm a dj i'm a yeah. dj at a strip club i know music <laughs> you know all the hits and what 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 what's what's bumping at the strip club right now oh you know i i work at the tamest strip club i think they they hire me because they want like a malleable um easily intimidated white guy who won't play anything that will scare off the oil executives yeah. and stuff or Republicans. Yeah. And so I'm, um, I feel that. So feel I'm that. not allowed to play Drake <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I'm not allowed to play you know, like anything that, uh, that might upset, might upset the clientele. Yeah. Yeah. No rap music. So it's, it's so funny to have a, a, a boss who's like a huge, like uh, micromanager, kind of a, uh, kind of like, you never know when he's furious. Well, the concept of a corporate strip club's hilarious. So yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, like you don't know, like like getting write ups at a strip club is just not what you would think of. Because I used to bounce at a strip club in Memphis, and like that was just buck wild. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was threatened with the write up for playing a. Ty Dolla Sign song, which I thought was completely <laughs> tame, but um, like, called "Expensive." It was yeah. Ty Dolla Sign and Nicki Minaj, and I was like, "How much more mainstream can you get?" Do they? So and, but like, it's it, but like like he gets the manager gets so furious if you play stuff that sounds like ghetto or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, but like. Even though that's music specifically for strip clubs, you know? Yeah, like, I think but Hannibal, not the kind of club he wants. And, right. Uh, but I think the, Hannibal Burris did a bit about that where he was like, <laughs> I don't want to – I'll listen I'll listen to 80s rock at a dive bar, but like, <laughs> they made they made ass-shaking music specifically for this place. Yeah, but like he doesn't want 80s rock. He wants like um, what he calls Deep House, which is like um, – no it's like uh, like all right i was gonna say it's so funny to have a, a boss who's like like screaming and furious and, and and angry unpredictably but then like falls in love with the sia song and <laughs> <laughs> starts yelling at you on the radio to, to play sia <laughs> God damn it, Bob! <laughs> oh, this chandelier song, great. Uh, <laughs> Play more songs like Dua Lipa and RuPaul. I'm like, what kind of club do you think this is? Right. <laughs> I'm like, These are women here. Yeah. This is uh, this is not for guys yeah. like me. Right. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're gay. Play your music. Uh, <laughs> what? I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. You were a bouncer at a strip club. Yeah, you. Yeah. I see you as a bouncer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was not a very hard job. It didn't last super long. 
because uh, I got, ended up getting a better job at a brewery where I didn't have to work at night. But I mostly, I, I mostly just uh, pulled coked out dudes uh, off of women, uh, walked women to their cars, and made sure that guys didn't bring knives and guns into the Purple Diamond. Mm-hmm. Purple Diamond out in. <laughs> Did you have a dress code? Was it like uh, no sweatpants? Yeah, no sweatpants. No caps. No, no, no. And then, because uh, it's Memphis, no cuts, no colors. Because we'd have bikers come in and uh, like they couldn't wear their their jackets and like shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They 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 want you to wear beiges and earth tones at the strip club, <laughs> unless you're in like full Nazi regalia. But, then uh, you're welcome. Then, yeah. <laughs> Purple Diamond in Cordova, Tennessee. <laughs> oh. I remember one time because I got all the the strippers to come to my comedy show that I started, uh, and uh, after I had oh no yeah I, I did a, a a comedy show at a strip club once oh no <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, so I did the show on Wednesday nights uh, or no it was Tuesday nights specifically to try to get industry people to come to comedy shows and like it, it was the only comedy show on a Tuesday in Memphis and a bunch of strippers came this was after I was working at the, I, I'd stopped working at the strip club and they would they would sit there right and then dudes would be like why are all these hot bitches here uh, on a Tuesday night and that made the show get packed out uh, mm. every week Ah. Every week, it was it was it was. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of women who work as strippers like being the center of attention, which is cool most of the time. But in a comedy show, you kind of want the comedian to be the center of attention. And like, it was funny because they would end up dictating laughs every once in a while. Like the dudes would be staring at them, and if the women laughed, then they would laugh. Mm. And so there was there was just like a weird tension there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I I have a. They were on their phones a lot too. I've wanted to have one of the, like maybe a dancer or something come by and do a podcast or, or just yeah. talk about uh, their job there. But I also like to have some boundaries, so yeah. it's very hard to uh, to. Boundaries are important. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, work boundaries, and it well, because you when people find out you do comedy, you know, like at at like like I do drywall during the day. Mm-hmm. And so, and like sometimes, like you know, guys will be like, "Hey, I should come see you do comedy sometime." I'm like, "Please don't." <laughs> We've been sweating all day today. Uh, let's let's just go our separate ways. You drink, drink the bush light, and uh, you know, go 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 yell at women at Hooters, man. Yeah, that I, I I had an enemy at a at a restaurant I used to work for. Yeah, and um, he uh, I, I put together a comedy show at the restaurant. And he just sat in the back and then was just like, like sarcastically laughing at everything I said <laughs> just to ruin the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because we hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> Poaching tables. It gets brutal at the restaurant. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> 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 That's fun. I remember one time I was super close to blackout and I hated this one comic and they were bombing and every once in a while I'd go, <laughs> and yeah. just like just being a real dickhead yeah i think that's what kept me out of comedy because my friend uh my friend spike in chicago when i was spike a teen, no oh, no. <laughs> no uh spike broderick i don't even know if he goes by spike anymore i kind of lost touch with him but uh he um we go to comedy open mics in chicago and he mm-hmm. would 
just sarcastically laugh at everything terrible. And yeah. Every time a joke didn't land, he'd be he would like pretend like he couldn't stop laughing. Oh shit! And then yeah. they they he got kicked out of yeah. like five different open mics. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> That's such a just harassing people who are. <laughs> what a weird headspace. We were eighteen. To be we thought yeah. it was hilarious. Oh yeah, dude, dude, eighteen-year-olds <laughs> scare the shit out of me because like yeah. yeah, no, I. Even even up to the age of like twenty five, when they're still doing irony for irony's sake and things like that, you know, with like, oh yeah, you know what we like to do is we go to TGI Fridays, and I'm like, cool. Do you actually like TGI Fridays? Not really, but you know, it's cheap and like it's funny because it's fucking TGI Fridays, you know. And I'm like, eh. my ex and I we used to go to Twin Peaks. Yeah, be gay guys sitting at Twin Peaks. Because you love pussy and tits so much. <laughs> They'd come to the table and be like, oh, no thanks. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I I remember. Do you remember the, the big biker war at the Twin Peaks in Waco? <laughs> Why would I remember that? What are you talking about? There was a big biker fight at, like a couple of years ago at the Twin Peaks in Waco, and that just makes me laugh because, like, Waco is such an odd town, you know, like they have the, the Branch Davidians uh, lit themselves on fire there in like 1993. You've got uh, Baylor and Dr. Pepper are based in, in Waco. And now you have like Chip and Joanna Gaines and a bunch of bikers. So it's just a real weird mix of people that hang out like right in between Austin and Dallas. And uh, and there was a big biker war. It was a there was like like. Like eight people got shot at the Twin Peaks in oh, Waco. Terrible. Ah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine working at a Twin Peaks as a woman working yeah. there with like, why not just go dance at a club? Right. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the flying saucer too, where you're like, I mean, you're getting ogled for less than minimum wage, you know, and you're like, well, at least I'm not a stripper. It's like, I mean, yeah, you, I worked at a uh, at a Barnaby's. Oh, um, yeah. Fairview, mm -hmm. like uh, like eight years ago, yeah. when it was a little more um, yeah racy, yeah, down on Montrose in Houston, and, and and my job I was supposed to be like the eye candy serving the food, but I was a terrible uh, server, and I was also kind of aging out of the role of uh, hot guy serving food. And yeah, I could never make comfortable chit chat with gay guys. Yeah, and uh, I. Did not have like the the smile or the panache, or right. the attitude or the mm -hmm. grace. I yeah. was just like, hey. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm... Yeah, I I uh I went to what's the karaoke spot uh on Sundays on Fairview? Oh, um, barcode. Barcode. It, it was yeah. it was right by Barcode, and I didn't realize that Easter was such a poppin' night for the gay community because like oh bunnies on the bayou. You yeah. went there last week. Uh yeah yeah I went there. Yeah. And then this maybe it was Jr's you were at. Jr's there okay. we go yeah yeah, yeah. Jr's yeah. and uh, it was so funny because I hadn't been to Jr's in almost a decade and like and I'm not drinking right now and so like and it was karaoke and this like this like 25 year old chick who like just moved to houston was like trying to shock me with how progressive she was like i didn't do it like a decade ago she's like do you feel comfortable going to a gay bar and singing karaoke i'm like yeah but that's not really my space anymore like i went to jr's when i was fucking broke in college to try to like fake hit on dudes to get free drinks <laughs> and like now i'm sober and uh 
that's not really my space. Like, I feel like they're going to view us as more of a nuisance than yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we can... Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It was, it was fine. I had a Topo Chico and, you know. Did you sing a song? Yeah. What'd you sing? Clarence Carter's Strokin'. I bring the house down with that every single time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was to go... I, Clarence, uh, he sings those real sexual songs. Yeah, they call me Backdoor Santa. Uh, is a is a fantastic one. Uh, Stroking, he talks about how he strokes it to the east and he strokes it to the west and yeah. strokes it to the woman that he loves the best. I uh, it's like nine minutes long too. It's five. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's I never play it because it's too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I learned that from my buddy Kellum in college. He sang Stroking, and I was like, I'm gonna steal this from you. <laughs> I like to play Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. I like of to go up there do. and sing Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. <laughs> Everybody just cries. Yeah. <laughs> I like to do songs, maybe Wild Horses by Rolling Stones. Sometimes. Wow. I'll, 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 I'll get the crowd, you know, real emotional. I'll get everybody, you know, actually, I'm just boring. <laughs> actually, nobody likes it. What you checking on your phone? Sorry, I gotta text this dude. Okay. Uh, uh, podcasting with Big Dog, Big Dog Bob. Who's that, Dwayne Longmire? Uh, no, it's Doug Dalton. We gotta work on some roast stuff. We're going to Austin together. Oh, okay. Um, Where did he come up with that name, Dream Shape? I have no idea. Okay, come on, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to be creative, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Just call people gay when you're doing crowd work. <laughs> Don't call your show Dream Shake. <laughs> Sounds like oh, bitch. it's the Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon used to do the the Dream Shake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. a, that's so a, it's sports related. Houston oh, sports. Okay. Yeah. He's not a fag now. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The Dream Shake does sound real. Dumb. It was, it was, it was. I, I do, I do love the Dream Shake as a basketball move because it's like two jukes. You're, ba- you're, 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 you're facing away from the basket with these kids don't do anymore, except for like the Euro guys. Uh, I know you love sports. This has now turned into Will Loden's sports talk. Okay. But like, cause so he was, Tony Kukoc. Yeah, exactly. There you go, bud. All right. Okay. From the Bulls. From the Bulls in the from, 90s. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm from Chicago, so I knew yeah. all the Bulls yeah. in the 90s. Our family had to watch the Bulls. <laughs> Six-time champions. That is – well, because his name's Hakeem the Dream Elijah, which – Okay. Uh, uh, that was his nickname. So, so they called it the, the Houston Connection, mm-hmm. and it was like a like a shake and bake. Yeah, yeah. It was of. a shake and bake move where his back was in the basket. He goes boop boop, and then bang, bang it off the glass. Just kiss it off the glass. All right, all right. Well, sorry, Doug Dalton. I, I thought you'd gone soft. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. <laughs> oh man. This is. <laughs> you want to show me pictures of your cats right now is that what you're you're oh, fighting the urge to do or no no i just got my cat on my lap she's nice. all she's all snoozing there you go i get you, you just, ever had an animal yeah i've had a couple animals uh mostly they get left with me because like all right so yeah i had i had i had animals growing up we never had cats because my dad thought they were gay um but we had we had dogs uh we had a dog named oreo uh he was a half australian shepherd half something and she got hit by a truck and then uh we had we had a wiener dog named jack daniels uh yeah yeah jd was a cutie um and then he tried to bite my little sister so we gave him to my grandma oh yeah 
Yeah, we had we had a little uh, dog named Fred, yeah. who was a basset hound who bit me when I was four, and then we had to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, a big fat basset hound. Uh-huh. And uh, I like I like fat little dogs. Yeah, fat little dogs are cool. I like I like dogs with droopy faces. So like, no matter what the size, I'm I'm a big dog guy, but like a big old bloodhound would be like really cool. Mm. Um, there I was, feel like you have to have a lot of uh, property. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to live in a small space with a big dog. That's uh, yeah. My my brother and I got a dog in college named Asher, and he's a half husky, half lab. That's like ninety pounds and has crazy energy. And I lived in a back. I lived in a garage in the county in Mississippi, and so there were no leash laws or anything. And he just ran around with a pack. And then we moved to Houston, and he got real anxious. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's still cool. He lives with my brother. He's, he's cool. He's a chill dog. Yeah. We pretend we pretend that uh, he because uh, he stays with my dad or me when my brother goes out of town. And do you, did you ever give dogs voices? Like like uh, puppet them and then make, uh, know what you mean? You look like anytime we 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 have a text message uh, group where it's like <sighs> day twenty seven of living in this hellhole without um so asher asher's voice is like this and he's a communist because he wants to seize the means of production and he doesn't appreciate his human overlords uh he also has a lawyer named rin tin tin cochran uh <laughs> it's really dumb but it makes us all very happy i i like one time i remember me and my, my a couple of my old friends from chicago or outside of chicago park ridge yeah. they're sitting on a porch just looking at a big golden retriever with his family yeah and my friend brendan was just like man i wish i could be a dog yeah. and then he was just doing the dog voice like ah, what a beautiful day ah, i love my family oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to be like, yeah. Oh, no. oh yeah. Hey, oh. I'm happy. Exactly. Oh. oh, thank you for the scratches. Oh. Uh, that's th- that's what a dog's voice is to me. Mm-hmm. Dogs are never um, communists in my world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this communism? It's communism. <laughs> what do you think of this? I don't know. Like, it's, it's. I don't know. It's. Difficult Broad to... question. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 anti. God, look, man, look, man. I'm pro... communism got weird during the Cold War. I like fascism. Yeah, yeah. I me, don't like communism. Me personally, fascism. yeah. Me personally, I'm an anarchist. I'm a proud fascist. Yeah. <laughs> then people people start adding hyphens to everything. I'm an anarcho communist. You're like, well, I don't even, I don't, yeah. I don't even know what that means anymore. Yeah, I I, I want to have opinions. I want to. I want to feel like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like what I think is important and that people should listen to it. Right. But uh, it, no matter, how, I think the more I learn, the more yeah. mysterious everything becomes, and the less I feel sure of myself or my um, my ism or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel that one hundred percent. Just because, like, yeah. No, anytime, anytime I read about like whatever like i'm trying to read about the history of uh vietnam right now and like you know i'm not pro vietnam war by any stretch of the imagination but like all right like i guess like the geopolitics or whatever but like you know and then you feel stupid because you'll you'll say something like war's bad (laughs) like like as as i read more i try to come with more broad sentences that just aren't conducive to to societal like stuff like yeah war's bad you know when like 
so were like other things, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the yeah. Let's talk about the Vietnam War. Let's talk about the Cold War. Let's talk can, about the yeah. uh, the end can. of uh, World War Two and the beginning of the uh, arms race. And, yeah. Uh, um, let's see the military, domino theory, military industrial complex, yeah. game theory, colonialism, Co- post colonialism. Yeah. Say yeah. what you want about colonialism, but it has made for some fantastic sandwiches. Uh, I give the bon me. You know, the bon me cannot be done without the French baguette. So really, we needed France to oppress the, the Vietnamese people to get a $3 sandwich uh, in Houston. And I, I think that's true. You can judge a society by the quality of its cheap food. Yeah. So, uh, so China fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> Ireland dog shit. Yeah, I think we're dog shit. Uh, you yeah. ate at McDonald's? Yeah. It's good but it's you know i mean the the but but here here's the question that i pose to you bob uh because we have incorporated all these other societies cheap foods does that not reflect on us america the big and strong Mm. i went to france once yeah and they had uh this was in 1998 i went to france cool and my favorite thing which i liked all the museums and stuff i was kind of yeah around to a lot of different museums and but uh when you'd walk outside there'd be people selling sandwiches that i would pay like 20 bucks for here but you, you could get them Dude. at the time for like nothing yeah and, so and they're you know, we all shit on fresh ingredients mm-hmm. with like you know like real vegetables and stuff yeah and, like, wild like, <laughs> like, um, yeah no and like I, I, I love a good sandwich. So like I don't I don't want anyone who listens to this thinks that I'm anti sandwich by any stretch of the imagination, you know. There's there have been some rumors going around saying that I was anti sandwich and that is just that's a smear campaign. Uh but one people. time I was eating a sandwich and all my meatballs fell out of my sandwich and I was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I went to take a bite and they all fell out and I was like, Oh my god <laughs> I can't pick up the pieces yeah. anymore. I had to get another one. The British make a good sandwich. Uh-huh. So the British crush travel food just because they like their fucking goofy trains and shit. And so, like, and like I was in the airport in London when I was going to Germany uh, one time, and I had a delicious sandwich over there. And uh, it was great. Cold cuts, but it was exactly what I want. Fresh bread. Tongue. Tongue. Cheek. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A little bit of eel, yeah. some mustard. <laughs> I like their mustard a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like weirdly spicy and yeah, like nice and slimy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the baked beans for breakfast thing. That's a little too yeah. much for me. But you know, yeah, anything with grease and fat. Yeah, and and um, lard and uh, sugar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Solid, fucking good, dude. Ugh. Yeah, fucking love it. I don't know. Slops. I, I, I feed kisses her slops. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Kisses gets the sloppies. Yeah, she 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 doesn't eat the pate. She she only mm-hmm. likes the uh, the gravy slops. Uh-huh. Uh, even she. Oh. Y'all say slops. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember in Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo? No. When, uh, when <laughs> I never saw that movie. But, um, it's not great, but okay. I remember seeing it when I was young, and uh, <laughs> and and. Uh, Rob Schneider walks into a room and it's a big fat lady, you know, and you know where this gag's going. And he goes, oh, no, there must have been a mistake. And then the fat lady goes, 
did somebody say steak? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a. Did you ever see the movie Slither? No. But the um, yeah, well, it, it's like a meteor falls to Earth and then it. Uh, it's got worms and stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. people get uh, possessed by the worms and they uh, like they. Once they're infected, I, then they become like they balloon up. I with, did see that. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. There's the 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 one woman becomes like this enormous uh, bubble in her room. She's eating raccoons and she's yeah. like, oh, so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, I yeah. love that man. Love that movie, Slither. <laughs> yeah, it's just a darling film. It's yeah, a, uh, <laughs> the Pitcher Show, Pitcher oh. P I T, yeah. Yeah, I like that Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a good one. I watched that. I, I'm obsessed with that movie. Actually, <laughs> I I think I've seen it a hundred times. There was one year where I watched Nightmare. I had two DVDs that I would just watch <laughs> over and over again in my apartment. I had no cable or streaming services, and I right. just listen to music or watch a DVD, which was one of two: yeah. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or Nightmare on Elm Street. Just Those are two fantastic. <laughs> movies though you know yeah and uh it's i i have every line memorized (laughs) especially nightmare on elm street it's like yeah i i love johnny depp in that movie he was in that movie that was like his big breakout role well he did cry baby too right Uh, he was in 21 jumps 21 jumps yeah yeah, yeah. and then cry baby was his breakout role yeah 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 now he's in legal trouble or something i don't know where he's at he, he was he's either a victim or a monster i haven't figured it out yet yeah i think he's just uh probably a weird rich dude yeah um, that's that's but, exactly my thought too <laughs> yeah it's like i don't need to pay attention to this <laughs> i wish this i were is, rich yeah this doesn't affect me at all uh, I sorry if somebody called you the you know yeah but then you look at his expense and it's like he spent over eight hundred thousand dollars that year on wine. What? He's got like uh, yeah. like a separate house for his guitars. Yeah, yeah. and then he sucks at that's, playing music. That's that's fucking <laughs> Saudi like, shit. You know, like, like, <laughs> this apartment is for all my motorcycles. You go yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I um I had a a little bit of. Do you want to hear? A little drama? No. Yeah, little, of course I do. Okay. Feed me, babe. I. <laughs> it, it's stupid, and I I feel like terrible about it. But yesterday, um, a guy that I knew at a restaurant seven years ago, we worked at a restaurant together, yeah. and we never hooked up because I was dating Greg, and then we were social media friends. And after Greg and I split. I would see him at gay bars, and we hooked up a few times. Right. And we would hook up every couple of months, but I never wanted to date. Right. And I always liked him. I always thought he was funny, and uh, we had a good time, but I would get real sick of him after one day, one, one or two days. Right. And uh, and so it, it kind of stayed like that for a couple of years, where every few months we'd hook up because I was single and he was single. And, and then I started dating a guy about five months ago, yeah, and he just began harassing me every day, like with messages and 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 like FaceTime calling and and so I blocked him and uh, and then yesterday he I I blocked him for the last like three or four months and yesterday he sent a message to my boyfriend saying, "Did you know your boyfriend has herpes and he wears my shirt all the time?" Neither of which are true, 
Yeah. I think, I think at this point, you know, if you were dating know. someone for five months, you would know if your partner has herpes. Yeah. Because you'd have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, yeah. It was just uh, such a sad, pathetic gesture, and I felt bad. Like, yeah. I liked this guy. I don't hate him. I just, I'm like, why do you have to do shit like that? Why do you have to be. Yeah, that that sucks. Um, are, are you on a similar wavelength? I'm pretty conflict avoidant, so, like, I'll just be like, I'm just going to ignore this and hope it goes away. Or were you like, hey, bud. I tried to talk to him, tried to be like, no, I'm just seeing someone now. Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm sorry I took a picture with your shirt on. Yeah. Because he did that thing where you leave a shirt at your house. Yeah, so you can come back. (laughs) (laughs) I have lost a lot of sweaters to that trick. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of flannels. But ladies uh, love my flannels. Yeah, that's my drama. It's just not. I mean, it's that, that sucks. Uh, you know, like like I don't know when people disturb domestic peace like that. It's kind of it's it's rough. Um, yeah, I just I had uh, I have a late. So I'm never the dumper. I'm always the dumpy, which I'm fine with because kind of like my uh, my conflict avoidance stuff. Like it's like I will never break up with you, but I will make your life so miserable that you break up with me, which is like really shitty. And I'm trying to figure that out about myself. Like, why do I do that kind of stuff? Like, am I a coward? Yes. But also like, uh, oh, man, I did. Uh, uh, I did some really. Sh- I'll tell you off. Air. Oh, <laughs> yeah, OK. No, All right. <laughs> no, I, uh, all right, I'll just I'll just say it. Uh, this uh, really nice lady invited me. She's a teacher. She invited me to her prom. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And You're going to chaperone a prom? Yeah, she wanted me to chaperone a prom. And we'd only been on like two dates before that. And I was like, that's a little yeah uh, intense. And she's like, come on, it'll be fun. And then I was like, eh, fucking fine. And then I was like, I really don't want to do this like day of. And I just said, I like, hey, I got booked on two shows. I can't go tonight, bye. And uh, it was just like, it's such a pussy move on my part. Uh, and so then I got this big, long uh, text about like how I'm an asshole. Yeah. And uh, it was an asshole move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, teacher sounds like a catch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's got health insurance. That's neat. Well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so if she gets cancer, yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're all set. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's uh, ah, you're just, a, but that is a lot to ask. Uh, yeah, to, to be. Right. It's like I, I don't want to go meet somebody's parents after one day either. Right, I right, wanna, dude. I yeah. Oh man. I think I got to stop cooking for people after they sleep over at my house. Cause like I always cook in the morning and if there's someone else there, I'll make an extra meal. And sometimes women read way too far into that where I'm just, they're like, no one ever cooks for wow, me. Wow, an act like, of love. Yeah. And I'm like, ah oh, man, I'm sorry that your bar's so low that uh, I can't scramble some eggs. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I go to snooze. I yeah. Go to that terrible egg restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the AM Eatery? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this episode is actually brought to you by Snooze, AM Eatery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you ever hung over and want to take someone you just tried to bang out for a $20 meal? Yeah. Go to Snooze for some That's over- like the morning after a hookup. Yeah. That's, I've, I've, yeah. Uh, that's our last meal together. It's been <laughs> three or four times. <laughs> Eating at Snooze. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And then never, never contact each other again. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, that's fun. Yep. Yeah. One time I got syphilis. 
a couple of years ago. Ooh, that yeah. was real scary. That sucks. That's the, uh, Did it start the drip or what? I um, I had uh, that's when I thought I had uh, herpes. Yeah, and and so that's what this guy was uh, saying. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, syphilis is treatable. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Thank goodness for penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it it was uh, I, I yeah like I would see red spots on my dick. Yeah, like sores and i was like this can't be happening <laughs> this isn't happening no and i was like I, I was working at uh at a restaurant and yeah. um and i kept going to the bathroom like five or six times just to check to see if it was still there yeah if i was dreaming <laughs> if <it> was, like, <laughs> no still there all right don't touch it don't spread it yeah. on the food I, uh, <laughs> don't, don't. It, I got it treated and yeah, yeah. I remember the guy who who I, I took to snooze, who probably gave it to me. <laughs> Do you ever see him around? You're like, What's no, up? he was uh, going from town to town, spreading his disease. There you go, cool. <laughs> he was um, doing cool shit like that. Yeah, he was That's, working, you yeah. know, like uh, for some I forget, right? Oil related business. I got a I got a I got a herpes scare once when uh, yeah I just got this phone call from this girl that. I had had a crush on since about fifth grade. We never did anything. And then I was 20, 21 and I was working at an oil company uh, as a mailroom clerk. I'm not going to try to sit there in line and say I was crushing it by any stretch of the imagination. But she came back to town from college and she was drunk at a bar in Montrose. And I lived across the street from that bar. So it was really easy to pick up chicks. And, uh, and, so we walked back to my place. We hook up. I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about this for forever. This is awesome. Oh, my God. Tight. She leaves. She goes back to school. I get a phone call two months later with her just deeply sobbing, saying that, Will, uh, I have herpes. Uh, and then she started crying and asking, what should I do? And I go, hey, I'm going to have to call you back real quick. And I hung up and because I was working downtown in, in Houston and I ran to this health clinic and I like like I just like bailed out <laughs> on work and I was like, you need to test my blood now. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I came back with a clean panel of results and I was like, hey, I'm fine. Good luck. <laughs> and, uh, oh, <laughs> That's nice of her to tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she didn't think I gave it to her is what she said because she got a phone call from another guy. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was the reason why I um, called that one guy who harassed me for a year. Was that yeah. I called him to say that I thought, thought I that I thought I had uh, like herpes or something, yeah. and he should go get tested. And then I got the syphilis treated, and uh, and then you know I after that I got on prep, and uh, you know I was regularly tested before I started seeing my boyfriend. But yeah, you know, I but you know. I thought I had everything, but I've had, uh, I've had, you know, yeah. I've had gonorrhea. <laughs> had, uh, like, yeah. Uh, had sif. got the sif. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I've had, I've had only the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's, thank God. <laughs> Chlamydia. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've actually never had an STD, uh, oh, yeah. which is wild. Um, uh, cause I crush puss guys. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, a crush box if anyone on this podcast needs to know yeah oh i just i'm I, it's nice to be 
I feel like like I made it like through yeah. the gauntlet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean my like, well, yeah, through those years of dude, uh, of just just Sodom and Gomorrah. That like, forest dude, of dude, dicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as the last Lorax tree, <laughs> <laughs> just swaying in the wind. But uh, I didn't get the HIV, which. I know it's not a death sentence anymore, but it's still. Is well, like, you you're from a time when it was. Yeah. Not not that you're like super old or anything, but like you like, I don't know. A lot of young people don't remember that. You know, like I, I I remember it from as, as a kid when everyone was like, "I have AIDS. Like I'm dying tomorrow." Yeah, that uh, Mr. Belvedere episode. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were doing a very special episode about. Um, a, a kid in Wesley's class um, had a blood transfusion. Yeah, and uh, got AIDS. And uh, I remember that one kid from Indiana who got AIDS. Yeah, yeah. It's Ryan just, White. Yeah, that was his name. Yeah, and so they were uh, ripping off the Ryan White story and yeah. just setting it in a Mr. Belvedere universe for one episode, and then yeah. the kid uh, in the class is uh, not accepted at the beginning of the episode nobody wants to touch anything that he's touched yeah. or eat any of this like eat his yeah. uh cupcake or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah and uh and there's there's this really funny um scene where he uh where they answer the door and uh bob euchers the dad on mr belvedere he answers yeah. the door and he's like freaked the fuck out that this kid is in his house with this yeah. disease and uh and the mother's like so how are you doing uh forget the little boy's name timmy yeah how are you doing timmy and he's like oh okay i got aids <laughs> but aside from that oh. <laughs> and the, that's a good game and, and there's a big laugh track it's like so bizarre and yeah. awful <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> like, yeah aids was a death sentence yes. back when, when i was eight years old and that was i was the target audience for yeah. mr belvedere they uh they cured hiv in mice in mississippi huh huh that's huh? pretty cool that's where they figured out the the stuff to like there was some article where it was like we cured hiv in mice in in, in at the the jackson medical center and so i was like yeah mississippi doing some great stuff uh, yeah. Your family's from Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I rep the SIP pretty yeah. hard. How do you spell Mississippi? M. Dot crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter I humpback humpback I. That's how I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I that was my favorite letter. My favorite uh, word to spell in grammar yeah, school. Uh, M I S S I S S I P I. Yeah, kids would try to say it, you know, yeah. lightning fast. Yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, we say idiosyncratic. Yeah. What is a big word they always like? like it's, some people would say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but that's made up. Like there were, no, that's not a made up word. Anti-establishmentarianism. There we was go. The big word. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool one. The that longest was, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah. School. School. Yeah. History major. Yes. Just right. like me, I was a history major. Yeah. We both we both enjoy that kind of. I was a minor in classics and economics because I didn't want to do anything. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and and that's why I, I think it's interesting that you are uh, afraid to make uh, you know, um, like big political statements. Or I I fall so hard for that uh, emotional uh, uh, like yeah. maybe just because I'm gay, I fucking hate the Republicans. Right. 
Right. <laughs> because they yeah, hate me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, but, but it, it, it's, 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 I become like a, a little whiny cartoon yeah. <laughs> when I, when I get real upset about right policy and, and, and the personalities on television like Ted Cruz. Yeah, that guy sucks. But, uh, yeah, that guy like, fucking sucks. Um, but they all do, as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, you know, like, and I don't want to be the both sides guy, but also like both. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I grew up. Both of my parents are accountants, so uh, I really think that one of the main evils in life is to commit evil through being boring, and that is like three quarters of what's going on in like america right now you know like the 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 tax code has quadrupled since i was born um laws have just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and and they're just fucking everyone like everyone under a certain socioeconomic tax bracket it just seems impossible for anybody born now to ever dream of owning a house right and uh, yeah exactly or business just just you you look at these historical economic trends and you get really sad and then you say like i I worked on a political campaign in mississippi trying to get a democrat elected uh to to be the district attorney and the district attorney all they do is they, they they prosecute crimes like that's what they do but people are like well what are his thoughts on gay marriage and i'm like who gives a fuck like, like yeah. he's, he is the better lawyer why would you care about political parties there he is he is literally the better lawyer he wants to put murderers in jail and get rid of weed and like not sentence people for weed crime as hard how is he a bad guy because he has a fucking d next to his name this is this is stupid and like i i'm i'm not a democrat i i I, i'm definitely a democrat in the south but if you put me in places like california or new york or chicago i'm definitely more conservative just because i'm i have a contrarian streak in me and i don't like being told what to do um and and you know like like I, i i get i got really frustrated after i worked on that and then i just detached and i was just like fuck it man i'm gonna read my books and try to tell dick jokes and do drywall and uh fucking you know i tried to do a radio show in 2004 when i was first back from yeah. uh, army and i was just out of the just back from the deployment and out of the army yeah and i wanted to do a veterans against the war show on kpft and we recorded uh episodes for a couple months and it was like a, a yeah. noon show and 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 I just had such a hard time staying on track and not yeah. being a fool. And, and like, because <laughs> like, I just, yeah. as much as I cared about everything, I just couldn't really like it. What you're talking about, about being boring, being yeah. a great sin. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like if I, if I commit to any, uh, outlook or, or personality, then, yeah. then like I, I become kind of isolated in a box that doesn't include every you know right, like, right. like everything I, I really am i like right. most people like i've got to be like I, I my best friend growing up uh we're not close anymore but he's the lead-in to alex jones now oh my which god is wild but uh. like, yeah it's, he's, he was my best friend growing up i saw him at a wedding last week i held his kid like shook hands you know like we're it i disagree with him a, on a lot of things politically but like we grew up, we're, we're, we're fine. We're humans. I don't think everything has to be as politicized as it is today. Um, I, 
guess this is the one story that's just popping in my head right now. I went to a Trump rally in Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, when he was trying to get elected, and I, I was with my girlfriend at the time because she, she's German and she wanted to go and she was getting her master's in journalism. She just wanted it as a sociological experiment to yeah, watch a Trump yeah, rally, which yeah. Russell Simic did too, where he went with his. Uh, kid to a trump rally because he was like this is historical and we'll yeah. see this and you know. I, I, I mean i was i was shit talking her i was like aren't these your fucking home movies haven't you seen fascism before like why do you want to do this and like yeah. also i don't want to go because like my fucking dentist is gonna be here like you know like 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 i have family members that could possibly be here and like we we went we did it we did the fucking locker up shit uh people that i identify with and love being around like i love doing comedy in tupelo i used to run a great show there and uh, it's a really fucking fun town but like it, it my ex she looked at me and she said this the most german way possible she goes never have i seen the joy fall out of someone's face as quickly as when we got into that rally <laughs> and i was just like like and i know it's silly to say like man this isn't fun so i don't want to do it but also like because i we need serious fixing in america but like I, I think that that comes from like the bottom up like fix the roads and the schools and then everything else will kind of work its fucking self out yeah give uh, people that uh, uh more opportunities yeah. and and uh yeah you don't you don't you don't want to hit the books that's fine we can get you a job doing something like manually <laughs> like, like you, we need more trade schools than colleges right now i think like i know buddies who are fucking i know a welding inspector in memphis who's making fucking bank and you know, like, but you know, I'm I'm the fancy little boy. Yeah, <laughs> I was I got a worthless education myself. Me too. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so I, wrote, I, I, feel I, I wrote a 50-page paper on Nazis' depictions in video games. So, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Eh, I I, I remember how is the, that uh, applicable to anything? Well, yeah. I I I my friend Claude has a Nintendo system. Yeah, and we play old Nintendo games at his yeah. apartment sometimes. So you play Castle Wolfenstein. No, but I remember Russian Attack. Russian remember Attack was it, it was Rush apostrophe and apostrophe Attack. Rush and Attack. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, dude, everyone, everyone in that writers room high fived themselves <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah." Played this game Gunsmoke. I didn't play. Do you remember Gunsmoke? I don't. Okay, remember. so you're you're just uh, it's a shooter game mm -hmm. where you're like a like a sheriff with a couple of guns and yeah. you just shoot everybody. And there's one stage where it's all teepees, and you're just slaughtering Native <laughs> Americans for an entire. <laughs> That's a mean laugh, but yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, shit like that makes me laugh hysterically. Like where you like, I don't know. So like, part of the paper that I wrote is like, over the past like 30 years. We have removed, like, Nazi iconography out of the video game. So, like, the first Castle Wolfenstein game was in, like, 86. And you get to fight. Like, there are these huge swastikas throughout the entire game. And then you fight Robot Hitler, where you, like, see, the, like, the mustache and all of Hitler face. And then as we moved into the, the, the early aughts, they, they, they got rid of the swastikas and stuff. And, like, the first um, Medal of Honor game came out, I think, in 2000 and three which was right after saving private ryan and they basically just did like a cut for cut of saving private ryan and you would just hear people speak german and like uh, like it, 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 it it's interesting how like the games have evolved and 
progressed and like removed iconography and now like we're at a place with like MAGA and shit just because you forget that symbols are kind of important you know like uh that's yeah at, at the uh i i, I read this one um book by timothy snyder called the road to unfreedom yeah and it was uh i, I mean it's it, a fun read <laughs> it was talking about how um a lot of the uh the um the books that inspired hitler when he wrote mein kampf yeah. have become the books that inspire uh putin yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. uh and, and 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 a lot of the intellectuals that uh that were talking about nationalism in the twenties are now the revered thing, in, not just in Russia, but here as right. well. And, yeah. uh, like it, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy that, uh, once you remove the, 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 the symbolism and, and like, yeah. once, once, you, once people aren't afraid of the imagery, then, then, then they can like, uh, right. Then they you can, can reinvigorate, re you can these. retool these, these different things. Yeah. Um, I was, my my friend told me to read this book, which I haven't yet. Uh, he was he was talking about like the Cold War made us more of a weird Christian nation because of like the existential crisis that was Russia, you know, like like the otherism. It's like they're godless, so we gotta fucking love God. All right, that's what we're doing now. Oh, uh, and yeah, like like because like, you look like we printed in God we trust on the money. Yeah, yeah, which Ooh. seems like. Uh... Like Jesus wouldn't have wanted that, cause didn't he throw the money yeah. out of the Jesus, temple? Jesus, he would never yeah. be like uh, put like the bankers. money on the put the God the the yeah, the yeah. money yeah. the Bill <laughs> Cosby <laughs> of the printed dollar. I don't know. Yeah, and then we they got away. Bill Cosby on the dollar. <laughs> In Cosby, we trust. <laughs> Not around our drinks though. And then finger guns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. We're, we're, podcast is 55 minutes in uh -huh. uh, that's about how long i usually go how, cool. how did, yeah it, it went all over the place i'd say i, think I like it we had yeah. some ups and downs and we went sideways we always serious. do bob serious yeah. yeah yeah um maybe i'll have uh, another thanksgiving at your house someday. dude definitely you're always welcome at our thanksgiving my mom still asks about you she goes how's how's that bob doing and i go <laughs> He's a strip club at a DJ. He's a yeah, DJ. A he's, a DJ. Yeah, he's a strip club he's DJ. He's very no. successful. Yeah. He's real happy. Dude, he, he releases podcasts almost every minute of every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing them once a week now. Okay. When I had no job, I was like... You were crushing them. You were, yeah, I was, I was putting one out every day. <laughs> um, yeah, that's slowed down since, since... Yeah. Last year. Yeah, I I also thought it was... My strategy was when I'm... When you, you hit the ground running, when you start something, yeah, to put out a hundred real fast. There you go. So that you know, everyone's like, "Oh, he's serious." Yeah, and uh, now I'm at 150 or something. But like, awesome. Yeah, no, that was that's that's cool. Uh, I really loved your story on uncooivable stories. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cooey Genty's show. Yeah, on yeah. stories. He adds coup to a lot of words. Yeah, uh, <laughs> charisma. Kurisma, uh, I think his last album was Kutastrophe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool Runnings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is crazy. Your yeah. favorite African. Kui Genti. You yeah. gotta have him on the podcast sometime. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, I, I just, I, I feel like uh, I don't know how that'll, I, I've, I've never spoken to him. <laughs> For more than, more than in passing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never really had a deep conversation with him. Yeah. But he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, you're right. But you, but yeah, my, my story of my first gay sex. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Yeah, that was, that was that was I really liked that story. They uh yeah, they they loved it too. There were some good act. I didn't I never thought of you as an act out guy just cuz like I've never seen you do it, but with you I mean, first off, using the microphone as a dick is hilarious. No oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you're, when you're like, yeah, open the stool. Yeah, dude, the microphone dude, is a dick. <laughs> I think it's fun though. I'm not. I'm not trying yeah. to shit on you. I actually, because normally you 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 sit in the pocket and you just rock, you know, and you're like no 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 no. But you were like actually like having fun with the space, which I enjoyed watching. So, yeah, I want to do that more. I just uh, oh. Oh. Well, okay. Well, let's let's figure our comedy out later. Cool. Um, uh, <laughs> sounds good. Will Loden. Yeah, I uh, got your uh, Silly Hats podcast. What what else? Do you Silly do? Hats podcast. You can find me on Will underscore Loden on Instagram and uh, William Lynn Loden Jr. on Facebook. And I bought the website and I'm going to turn it into my comedy website. It's gunsandliquor.com. dot uh, com. I bought that. So. That's great. Yeah, oh, that's uh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of great. Uh, now I just have to make it. <laughs> uh, guns and liquor, the two most important. Yeah. yeah. Two most important things to a southern man. To having an audience. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to have gun guys and liquor, liquor guys. guys. Yeah. I want to yeah. have drunk, drunk fighting, yeah. shooting. Show up passion. <laughs> yeah. Show up. Unless you're in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, come on. Batman reference. Mm. All right. That was not Anthony Perilla. Uh, I, I yeah. missed the reference until you yeah. made it explicit. But <laughs> this guy, Anthony Perilla, came to Antonio Aguilar's house party comedy show and... Uh, when, yeah. when his set wasn't going so well, showed everybody it's done. <laughs> I love Anthony. So, so that's that's been good. That's been happening a lot lately. It's just random people been flashing their pieces. Uh, but I like Anthony. I I got him to do my roast show, and it, it was, was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't bring a gun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, gunsandliquor.com with Will Loden. Yeah. Who? Uh,